Hello, Attactioneers. Welcome to America's Flesh and Blood podcast, the Attack Action Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Morrow. And I'm your host, Colin Honigman. And then, what's up, Taylor? Oh, what's up, dude? Well, I think we were having a moment of silence for Isaac's absence. Oh, yeah. He'll be back, though. Yeah, totally. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, I'm doing great. I just had a, you know, I'm I'm 35. And now what so of my, young. <laughs> one of my great joys in life is just hanging out with my adult friends doing an adult thing, which consisted of talking, reminiscing about the differences we had in high school over libations, and then going over to a different establishment and continuing to talk about philosophical topics such as our, how can we uh, live in a world now where artists can be terrible people, but great artists, and how do we navigate that while stuffing our faces with gigantic, tasty hamburgers. So just the real American dream. And that's kind of the energy I'm bringing tonight is I'm full of beef and already had a couple. So if things get a little off the rails or... It's your fault. Or have a, <laughs> Not mine. Have a nappy <laughs> kind of nap vibe going, uh, that's, that's what's happening. So that's how I'm doing. How are you? Well... I'm doing good. I will say that artists have always been kind of bad people. And that's just something you have to learn more about a very old, you know, artist to learn those things. I remember there, oh, I don't want to say the wrong name, but there was like a poet when I was in school taking like English that I really enjoyed. Turns out huge anti-Semite. And I was just like, oh, that's <laughs> that's cool to know. Yeah. Now I'm conflicted. But then it was like, but his poetry wasn't anti-Semitic in and of itself. So maybe it's okay. <laughs> so, but I don't read it anymore. So maybe not. But it's always been that way. Uh, and it's always disappointing to find out that people are assholes. Yeah. <sighs> That's why they say never meet your heroes. Exactly. Took the words right out of my mustache. But if I didn't meet my heroes, Taylor Morrow and Isaac Jessen, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. But I knew they were good people (laughs) because the vibes they put out were right. Dreams do come true is what you're saying. It's true. I I think when we first met, though, not to we're already off the rails. I, w- I did it. You know, you have those fears when you meet a, a friend as an adult. You're like, are they going to say something that I'm really not going to want to hear? And is that going to ruin this friendship forever? Um, but you didn't and you haven't. And you've you you guys are great and I love you. So how am I doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. Tuesday night. I normally go to armories tonight, but this was the night for podcast recording. So now it's a podcast armory. So we will be exchanging blows over the next course of an hour and a half, you know, to two hours, an hour to two. Hours. I don't know how long it'll be. Maybe and three. Someone will. 
someone will die at the end yeah. not physically really but you know uh you know emotionally so uh, <laughs> i'm excited to be here it's there's been a lot going on there is the whole new set to talk about because you know who cares about this set that came out like three weeks ago we got a new set give me shiny things that's all i care about um but yeah i'm excited let's I feel like we should get into the news because there's a couple tasty things happening in the news channel. Absolutely. Uh, Yep. This is episode 72, title TBD. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the the meta, Dusk to Dawn, Bright Lights, Nationals, blah, blah, blah. Just kind of where we're... It's a roundup episode. We're t- we're taking the temperature is what yeah. we're doing. We're just, you know, we're the hot nurse, which is non-gender specific, and you're in here for a checkup, and we're taking your temperature, and uh, whether that's in your mouth or your armpit or your butthole, whatever you prefer. Sometimes it's your ear. Oh, my goodness. I forgot about that maneuver. Sometimes they do it like on the tip of your finger, right? Or is that your pulse? Your dad's a doctor. Pulse. Yeah, so I'm half doctor. That's yeah. your pulse when they do your finger. Okay, great. Perfect. Doesn't doesn't a fitness watch take a temperature also? Sh- mm. Shoot you with a laser? Who knows? It does your heart. It does your heart. It does, I don't think it does temperature. Because itself is hot. So <laughs> who knows, dude? AI it didn't bots. burn me. Apple told me it didn't burn me, so it's okay. News. So, <laughs> Bright Lights is the new set for Flesh and Blood coming out. It's all mechanologist, and it's coming out at the beginning of October. All mechanologist, all the time. Welcome to the Bright Lights channel, Flesh and Blood. Uh, yeah, then, you know, for those of us who didn't pay attention to every word that james white has ever said and every (laughs) article ever written he said bright lights at least six times sometime in the past year so we knew the whole time it was going to happen but now we're here it's all mechanologist there's a lot of stuff in there we'll get more into you know detail about it later in the main topic section because there's a lot to break down actually and it's pretty pretty interesting uh and i'm withholding excitement because i've been hurt before I like I like that take. It's a great take. Uh, moving on, skirmish says now only award one point, so we don't LL. Not really a juicy piece of news, but perhaps relevant. And uh, some, it's good, you know. Yeah. Not every. I was thinking about this on the way here, and you know, from my living room, <laughs> uh, and. Not everybody reads all the things all the time. So this might be news for somebody. So skirmishes award one point for living legend uh, points. And that will have some kind of effect that may or may not matter. Uh, But at least whatever here, it means Kano is going to be around just a bit longer, luckily, because he's, he's at the top right now. And I was like, Oh no, my, my boy Kano. So yeah. One point. I think sometimes it's just they're not wanting to do uh, more complicated math, I think, right? Because really it should be like some sort of 
function of the number of skirmishes versus the total points possible versus the number of wins a hero gets. So it's that way. Yeah, it should scale with the number of events. I yeah. think we've seen that already, that when you just have a baseline thing and then all of a sudden you juice your competitive scene with like 10x the amount of events, things living legend very fast and it can be kind of rough, especially, you know, people come in at different times. You're like, oh, I'm all in. I'm super excited about this hero. Oh, by the way, did you hear about living legend? That hero is now banned and you've wasted your money on buying this deck. So, yeah. Um, and especially if skirmish, you know, blitz is, and skirmish is usually blitz focused. Um, but you know, it's, it's the casual quote unquote casual format for new <laughs> players. Right. So we'll see. Indeed. I'm still waiting for genus what you need to get his first point. But <laughs> I think we'll be waiting a long time for that. Arachne has no points. Cavden has a point, maybe two. I'm not sure actually how to read this uh, thing. If they like add the two columns together or if it's the sum on the left and the new ones on the right. I don't know. Cavden's got to win. So Arachne can probably get there. No, I don't think so. Shout out to Cavdane. Shout out to Cavdane. Shout out to Arachne. Shout out to Genus. What you need, man. He's got it. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, we've got the AGE Arcane Games and Events Players Championship this Saturday, August 12th on YouTube. I'll be there. Others will be there. It's a the culmination of the seven-month-long open series hosted by AGE out here in Southern California. It has seen some of the best players in the entire game who happen to, you know, reside here. And then it got real popular, so those crazy boys from Vegas and Arizona started showing up as well. And they'll be there again because they're good and they won some of these, uh, some of these matches. So... Uh, check it out. It is a 16 person tournament. So this is like a very exclusive tournament featuring just the best players in the game. Um, it's going to be really awesome. Uh, I don't have the name of everybody in it, but most of them you will know. (laughs) Uh, If you've watched any of the streams before, you'll definitely know them. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's going to be a slightly different format. Um, I think you can, you know, it's not going to be a best of one. Maybe it's not best of one, but, you know, there's going to be, you know, we're going to mix it up a little bit. So it'll be a fun day. Check it out on AGE's YouTube channel. You can find it at, uh, I believe, uh, youtube.age.events will take you there. So that is coming up. Hell yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. I was trying to figure out how to get to LA to be part of the casting team. Uh, But the benefits of living in the middle of nowhere means sometimes the downside is you can find a flight, a one-way ticket to Burbank for $60 but then the next flight home uh, isn't for a couple of weeks. So that just like didn't 
work out. <laughs> so uh, that was a that was a bummer. But regardless, really excited. Uh, I mean, it's AGE puts on the best streams, hundred percent graphically, uh, content wise, commentator wise. You know, obviously I'm biased because those are all my friends. But you know, if I were to think bigger picture and try to be as objective as possible, it's still the best. So there's that. Exactly. That's what I say all the time. Never mind that I'm on the stream. It's the best one. Yeah. Even when I'm not on it, which I wasn't on it a couple of times, which made me sad, but I'll be there this weekend. It is high quality. It's a whole homegrown event series that, you know, will be continuing on into the future and it's just been a lot of fun to be a part of it. Uh, shout out to Justin Lewag, who is the uh, mastermind behind it. And uh, the reason that I commentate things, because he was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, Blake's going to do it. And I was like, all right, fine, let's do it, because Blake's funny and I'll have a good time. Hell yeah. So shout out to Blake. He's been my partner in that this whole year, and we've just had too much fun sometimes. But hopefully just enough so that you're you're getting the game, you're learning some stuff, and you're having a good time doing it. Absolutely. Okay, final piece of news here. So Ooh. we were talking, me, Colin, and Isaac the other day, and we were like, came to the conclusion that the thing that is dear to our heart and like one of the most important things in this game, in this journey we've been on, starting a podcast, uh, et cetera, are the people and how just really rare and amazing it is to actually be a part of a community of people that are really positive and excited and get shit done and are creative, et cetera, you know, and just the, how unique that is in kind of modern society and that we wanted to uh, promote that in a certain way and not it have it be based around, we still want it to be based around the game, but not around like a competitive event. So we are birthing into existence the Battle Bros Hype House which uh, <laughs> name may be uh, to be determined, but it sounds pretty good. Uh, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it, but we'll probably won't, and that's just what it's yeah, going to be. It'll just be high. <laughs> uh, so, BDHH, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so in April, I believe we've decided, we are going to send out the feeler, the word to all of our patrons uh, and maybe a select other few people, and we're just gonna like get a Airbnb and invite everybody over, and just have a long weekend with a battery of activities, uh, flesh and blood and non-flesh and blood related, and that sort of thing, and just try to kind of recreate those moments you have at those big events where you're like, man, it was so cool. We just like hung out with the homies. And had a great time and laughed a lot and made memories and that sort of thing. So just like 
the whole idea is about connecting and then having fun with flesh and blood and our shared interest in games and uh, the community of stuff we've made eloquently finished there. So there you go. Just, you know, the exact soul of flesh and blood realized in the form of a, you know, cordy house where we're going to play cord games. <laughs> Talking about cords. Talking about cords. Uh, uh, yeah. So you may wonder, how could I get in on such a thing? Well, I'm excited to tell you that this show is listener supported and you can support this show by joining our Patreon for as little as $4 a month. And, you know, you, you probably got to be a member when we're planning this out. So it's sometime between now and April, like, and that's only like, how many months is that? Six, eight months, eight months, six months. That's like 20 bucks, dude. You lose 20 bucks. Just like on accident. Sometimes like (laughs) you could just lose that by accident to us. Like that would be sweet. And you'd support the show and we'd really appreciate it. We give a lot of content. All of our content is free except for a small private podcast where we just talk regular things that we're interested in, not even flesh and blood. So all of our strategy things that Isaac shares because he's the best <laughs> one right now and uh, anything else cool that we've done, we we always do for free and uh, we always love your support. And if you can't, we understand, please tell a friend, but that'll be our, that's our spiel. But if you want to come to the BBHS HS no BBHH hype house BB uh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta join the the Patreon yeah exactly so think just think about it exactly it'll be somewhere in California for logistical purposes uh, yes it will be convenient for us yeah exactly I'm sorry if that's not convenient for you so if that determines your thing you could still support us and support the spirit but you know yep. We understand. But we hopefully giving you enough heads up now. Plan for April. We're going to draft old sets. We're going to draft new sets. We're going to play UPF. We're going to play Twilight Imperium. Colin's going to no, be. We're not, are we really? Why not? Colin's going to be the dungeon master and we're going to play It'll a one off. The whole week. Yeah, that's true. I, it's like, I guess we're going to be here for two weeks now. I would love that. Yeah, maybe we will do that. Who knows? If enough people want to, we could do it. So that's what we're talking about. Just, just fucking just good times fucking, with good people. Fucking having good times with good people. That's that's what we're missing out right now. There's too much competition and not enough just like hanging out, having fun. Which, you know, shout out to everyone who's good at competition and has fun doing it but <laughs> not not all of us can do it and have fun but anyways enough of that let's move on to some shout outs we got a few okay so first shout out goes to the big bud himself tommy fresh big bud he just had me on his 104th episode two-year anniversary episode it was amazing i mean you know, I feel really honored to have been on an anniversary episode and uh, we we touch on, we get to some magic 
at the end of that episode, which is right where you want to have it for analytical purposes. You want the good shit at the end. So everybody listens the whole time. So go check out that episode. Uh, I was like magic, the gathering. No, like you mean chemistry. You you made some, we made some magic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice yeah check yeah. it out fresh and buds yep. wherever you find podcasts <laughs> exactly uh colin where, where you, do you find podcasts? <laughs> oh uh, uh, the internet oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> uh all right next up this one goes out to our battle bro our boy isaac has been out there fighting fires holy shit it makes me nervous but really proud of him uh you know he's living his dream and best life right now. And he was just out there. That's why he's not here right now because he was up all night, putting out fires and he'd been all over the place. So shout out to Isaac. Uh, we're fucking super proud of you, man. <laughs> and I'm glad you're home safe now. I know it sucks because he's a, uh, uh, like when he's in it, he is in it. So it's just like, yeah, he's not on Discord being like, so good, you got this fire. <laughs> well, just like in general, his vibe is like, yeah, you know, if you don't hear anything, I'm safe. You know what I mean? Which is hard <laughs> to deal with, uh, yeah. you know. So anyway, yeah, we just got to live with that. Uh, second shout out to, uh, or third shout out, excuse me, Jeff Anderson, Boardroom Gamer. He was our commercial content winner back in the episode 49-ish we put out, or whatever that is. The radio, it's between 48 and 49, I guess, technically. It's 49. It's, well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's not a real podcast, but on the on the numbered list the podcast yeah if you listen to anything before episode 49 you'll get his sweet commercial he did for our contest and then uh the radio wraith wraith radio uh bonus episode has all of the commercials submitted for a contest we did uh why are we shouting him out now last year yeah so now we're shouting him out because he absolutely nailed the bright lights promo a year in advance basically then when bright lights came out the the new trailer for bright lights is very very reminiscent of a very very good idea that jeff anderson had already done in an audio version he nailed the vibe way ahead of the curve just knew knew what was coming and laid it out there and just I thought it was super cool. You know, that was one of our, our most fun contests that we've done because I think our submissions were really, really funny and creative. So uh just want to shout that out because it's great. If you haven't heard it, check out that episode 49. It's just commercials uh and Taylor being a radio DJ. It's uh soothing and fun to listen to. Hell yeah. And then I guess last up, a little early. I don't know if we'll be here next time on the podcast. So I just wanted to say happy birthday to the Attack Action Podcast, turning three years old, growing some teeth. <laughs> I, I guess is the way I'm, hair is maybe long enough to get a haircut if you're one of those yeah, babies. Might get a haircut. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're wearing like real pants. Yeah. So you look like a small person. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't know what babies do full sentences. Maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, but it's like pronounced in a way that if you don't yeah. hang out with the baby enough, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, you say? The mom's like, oh, yeah, they said this. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> three years. It's crazy. Uh, started back on August 25th of 2020. Literally just a different world <laughs> at the time um, where, you know, didn't go outside and was afraid of everything. And there was Taylor and Isaac. Just being like, we're okay. We're just hanging out with each other. So we're going to hang out and play Flesh and Blood while the rest of us were like, how do we play this card game that we've just bought a lot of cards for? And we can't, we don't know how to do it. So, um, yeah, real exciting. Here's to the next year and the years after that. Thank you, Colin. And that's our shout outs. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate you. How do you guys? Oh, I'm proud of us too. Incredible. We did it. We did it. And that's our last episode. So <laughs> yeah, <thanks>. totally. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> awesome. Okay. So into our main topic, which is a number of subtopics with the roundup with, roundup. with subheaders and subsections. Uh, <laughs> I like it that you're, you're rounding up and I'm just doing clerical uh nomenclature <laughs> <laughs> need to get these topics out to make room for the next topics <laughs> these are the topics we have they don't make a full episode unless we squeeze them together but yes there's a lot going on lately so we're going to talk about what's been going on and what it might mean and how we feel about it. hell yeah this is a, a feels vibes episode okay yeah. so icelander wins Battle hardened Midwest, Chicago, Cincinnati, both of those maybe are the ones that it wins. I don't know. Icelander wins two Battle Hardens in a row. Incredible. Shout out to Rhea Adams. Then Icelander wins the calling Birmingham. Shout out to that player, God, Samuel. Then. Yeah, Samuel. Majin Bay wins the PTI event at Salt Lake City with Icelander. That's four wins in a row for our underdog hero in a row. Wow. Like not in a row major events. Uh what the what the hell is going on? What the on? fuck, dude? <laughs> How it's just like so crazy. I I've watched all of those streams and in the first two, first three, I was like, you know, come out of my cave and be like, you know, to my wife, you know, who's a person in her own right, was like, oh my God, the underdog hero wins again, you know, or whatever, you know, and, and then now Majin wins and I'm like, gosh, I don't think this is the underdog hero anymore. This is like quite the rampage, honestly. So... Colin, what are your thoughts and feelings and vibes? All right. So my thoughts are, I don't know. I don't understand what's changed because the, the vibes were that Icelander no good no more, but I don't understand fully why that was the case and i don't understand why it is 
not the case anymore. <laughs> uh, it seems like, you know, Outsiders came out, Lexi was just like stomping on people too fast, too much disruption and not enough that Icelander could do. Um, and then Ultim LLs and then Dust Till Dawn comes out. Levia seems real good. Uh, but we haven't seen a lot of her after that kind of first couple weeks. So now it's just like, I mean, it could just be the thing of like, people are trying out a bunch of new stuff now. And, you know, Icelander is kind of that consistent, you know, hero that people have reps on. So they're coming in as specialists. They know what they're doing. They have a better game plan. And um, yeah, I think, uh, my and my feelings are <laughs> like uh, uh, uh but i you know ray adams shout out to ray adams didn't run uh, doesn't run wounded bull so it's not a bullander deck so hell yeah it's a raging onslaught deck which i was just like what's the difference i was like oh it blocks for three that's pretty cool like i like I like that little bit of a tech on there. It's just like, you know, I just don't want to have to block for two sometimes. And I get that. So yeah, I, it's, it's very weird. It's, it seems like people just kind of bounced off of Icelander and maybe didn't really think about it enough. I don't know. I haven't, there's, it's been hard to see the full meta breakdowns for each of these big events. They have been very diverse, I think, all around. There's just been a lot of hero representation, um, especially outside of probably, you know, there's always like three that are like the most popular, but um, it's it's been, you know, regularly diverse with the number of different heroes who are brought to these events. But yeah, it's it's weird. I'm I'm kind of like, I it was like, oh, why my Icelander decks? I think it's still put together. I'm like, but <laughs> I really want to play it. Like, because I go, I go to my armory and everyone just plays Dromai, and you're like, that's still a bad matchup. Like, well, that's like the crazy thing is that uh, Rhea Adams like beats two Dromai in one of her battle hardened victories in a row to win the whole thing. You know what I mean? That's what's so crazy. Is Icelanders just out here beating Dromai's, winning events, and everybody discounted the deck? And it's like, uh, it's it's just wild. It's just wild to me. And I, I, I think that it's the addition of like a bunch of little things put together that are leading to this. You know, the it being. You know, we have some specialists here winning, which that is increasingly more important, specializing in a deck in the game where, uh, you know, the variance is lower and the game goes on longer and that sort of thing. <clears throat> Not like in terms of each match, but in terms of its like history and that sort of thing. And then like new meta with a hero LLing. So that means that a a lot of new decks are trying new things and don't have a ton of time to get the reps 
against every single hero and Icelander is not supposed to be that good. So maybe you don't get a lot of reps against it, etc. And then the like bullseye bracers ban, I think is more impactful than mm. it seems to have been just like easy access to arcane and easy access to like an extra eight damage combo turn, you know, that like when you do that against Icelander, it's like pretty hard sometimes to come back from that sort of thing. So I think it's like all of these little things are leading up to just a very strong tuned deck with good pilots uh, doing it. You know, it's not like there's three Icelanders in the top eight and one of them makes it. It's like there's one. And if it's in the top eight, it's winning basically is what's happening here. Um, so I'm just going to say it's the best deck right now. <laughs> yeah, you know? I think those are good call-outs. I, I forgot about the the bands. Um, I think that happened while I was on vacation, so I kind of just forgot about it. And then <clears throat> looking at her deck, uh, you know, Warmongers yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. It is a bit of a bummer <laughs> that it is also very good in Icelander um, where it's just like cool I'm just going to play this you know card and ruin your day and like most decks <laughs> want to play both non-attaction non-attack actions and attack actions and it's just I had a lot of people were complaining about this card at first and I kind of just didn't know what the deal was but it it seems pretty warping and if that's uh I think the combination of all these things have brought this deck back to uh, a pretty prominent position, which, you know, I guess I'll believe it when Mr. Mikey Hammy uh, starts (laughs) playing it again, because I, I guess, you know, when he, I feel like he didn't play it and everyone was like, Oh, it must not be good anymore. So uh, let's all change directions because as much as we, you know, pride ourselves on brewing our own decks most of us just net deck something so absolutely uh, it's uh yeah we'll we'll have to see i'm i'm curious what shakes out at national season it, you know she's put up a good some good numbers this past month people for sure have noticed so what are they doing are they just going back to icelander or are they going to a deck that they think can beat Icelander, which, yeah, you know, previously didn't seem like was a lot of decks. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. And I don't think anything, uh, we'll, we'll just have to see, you know, if, of course, you know, if more people play her, then it just, the meta moves and then it opens up opportunities. So, It'll be interesting to see how the uh, the professional players react. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and it's also it's also weird too because it's like, well, also remind me because we should maybe do a warmongers uh, rant as well, um, or at least I would like to. It's not even really a rant; it's just like a string of sentences together that maybe could be considered negative. Uh, the this meta in particular doesn't have like a pro quest or rtns or like a a huge number of events to kind of hone decks with you know what i mean 
So you like only have uh, a couple of these like bigger events, which it's hard to know the litness test on those like is 140 player tournament to 300 player tournament better than uh you know thousands of players playing on the same day in a bunch of smaller tournaments etc you know so somebody who's a mathematician i'm an exercise scientist so uh that's like math of the body yeah exactly so there's just not a lot of body parts that i'm interested in mainly there are a lot of body parts involved in this anyway i digress uh (laughs) so that maybe also has something to do with it as well you know uh not a lot of events to get incremental um iterations so Mm -hmm national season will be interesting because of that like yeah is there secret tech is there sauce have people been figuring out what to do or is this a fluke etc you know like the proof will be kind of in that pudding a little bit i think um but again it's still like you know only a couple of weeks long and is short so yeah you can't I mean you can't ignore the results right now. It it looks good. Uh people still like playing it. Um you know, I think it's going to be she will be a hero that's around for a while, you know, if she doesn't LL soon what she at right now. Uh she's at 762. So she's in second place for yeah. You know, the leaderboard. So Oh, she got 120 points in the Dust Till Dawn season. Okay, that's pretty significant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Literally nobody else in CC got any Living Legend points because there just hasn't been that many events. But yeah, she dominated this season, which is, I think that says it. I think she's back. She's in full force. And if you're not playing her, you better have a game plan against her. I'm sorry, Winter is here despite the heat that is melting <laughs> everything. I mean, I'm loving it because it's like, you know, tied one of my, it's, you know, my favorite hero. And I've picked the deck back up even before Battle Hardened season was just like, I don't know. I know how to play this deck. This seems fun. And it is fun as shit. You know, I really like that deck and uh, it's really fun. And especially uh, Miss Adams deck where we're more arcane focused and we're only bringing in those them poppers for the popper matchups you know that's that's even more fun but uh it's wild i never would have thought this or like because usually when we have like these events like this a hero wins here a hero wins there it's a top you know there's a top deck that's kind of like uh well represented in the top eight you know what i mean or there's like three of one here etc and it's just icelander just winning and winning and winning and winning and yeah yeah it's it's both exciting and extremely boring at the same time (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i hear that um it can be you know draining to to see when a hero is too dominant and every 
match you watch like on a stream is just like that hero again or the mirror match for that hero it's a little you know that's when i feel like the meta is not in a great place totally um but that's like not what's happening there's very few icelanders and they're winning that's the crazy thing yeah i'd love to see like the conversion rates on some of these uh events um but yeah i mean the it's like let's see chicago had had four different heroes is a mix of lexi Icelanders, Jomais, and one Leviah. Shout out to Leviah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it it it's going to be represented at nationals. So, um, get ready for it. <laughs> We're going to see some mirror matches, which actually are pretty fun in Icelander because they're a little. Uh, they always it's like a it's kind of like a a football game where they're always is the potential for something crazy to happen like right away um, mm-hmm. which is always cool so not as crazy as a Kano matchup but uh still fun but yeah which i you know i think this this whole conversation kind of swoops into our next topic which is to discuss the dusk till dawn question is it good <laughs> was it good set i don't know so that's our question we're talking about the whole kit and caboodle the art the playability the vibes the meta shakeup. um yeah what are what are your thoughts initially i mean i, I think we kind of talked about we talked we touched on this like previously the past month or so but i think looking at where we've come since then, I think the picture is actually taking shape to actually show what the impact has been. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of this too is going to give me my personal opinion. You know what I mean? Whoa. You can't share your personal opinion (laughs) on your podcast, Taylor. Yes, I can. And I'm not going to change it. <laughs> we, All right. We, well, just make sure you yell it real loud we, into the microphone. We established that last last podcast. Um, <laughs> so, to me, this is one of the most boring times in the game. I, yeah, I, and this is the time I have the most time of the year to play the game, and for whatever reason the dusk to dawn meta is just so not inspiring to me and i still can't really put my finger on why that is like i still am really excited that icelander is doing super well like that's just such a cool story and an underdog situation that's now top dog situation you go from a bottom dog to a top dog you know, so quickly. Uh, But just it's like effect it's had on Bolton and Levia has been a little bit lackluster and it's still pretty early. And this is my opinion now. And I think my opinion before was like, I thought it was really cool. The card pool depth and uh variety we get to build those heroes with 
uh, in even Prism and Vincent and that sort of thing. But now I'm starting to think like there wasn't enough enough salt and pepper and spice in this stew and it's maybe coming out to be like rather bland you know what do you what are your thoughts before i well okay let me just i teased it warmongers <laughs> is the card that is like becoming a real bummer for me like i've i've been totally fine with most of the other like cards people have wanted to ban like codex fine with me pulse wave harpoon totally fine nobody even talks about that card anymore you know i hate that card you want me to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) i hate it uh starvo you know all of these things have been like i'm like whatever it's fine you know but for whatever reason the vanilla-ness of warmongers and it's like not doing anything that cool and it's low opportunity cost to add into your deck is and and how it's it's affecting the meta so much like that one card is more than the set of dust to dawn is just like uh bumming bumming me out you know yeah i'll i'll agree i think it's a a card that actively makes the game less fun by not allowing you to play the game the way you want to and not by some cool thing that the person did or some cool choice that they gave you it's literally just like well if you're a deck that wants to do more than one thing good luck like you're not gonna be able to do that so uh it's just it's just weird that it it hampers decks that are the most interesting while allowing the you know straight aggro decks just to like keep playing because you know because you you choose like you choose which one you're going to do so if you're just katsu you're just play out your cards it's like you wanted to like you might not be able to uh actually i don't even know i think his ability isn't activated so his ability still works so it's just like doesn't matter and it's also good in katsu because he can throw it at the end of the change it activates his kadachis you know it, it actively tears down decks that are doing cool interesting things and i think that it is too much of a silver bullet this should have been a class card uh maybe for light warrior or maybe for warrior I think that makes it way more interesting, less, you know. Or even if it's like they they take one of the things away from it, like it's a yellow or it blocks for two. Like Oh yeah, no, it should it should cost one and if it yeah, it's like if it Yeah. If if there's yeah, it would just would feel better in like yeah. make have you have to make you make a decision on who should I put this in my deck? Like, is it worth it? You know yeah. what I mean? Rather than just be like, well, it's pretty easy because it's a zero cost blue that blocks for three, even though it doesn't have yeah. to go again, it still is like a low opportunity cost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And can really buy, excuse me, could buy some tempo with like nothing. Like you just play this card on your turn, you catch the, your opponent with the wrong hand and they're like, you know, they're totally tick hamstrung. Tick tunic like, pass. It's, it's, yeah, it, I, I, I think it's a 
I don't think it will get banned, unfortunately, but I think it actively removes the parts of the game that I think are fun. Yeah. And which I, I may think it's like bad design. I'll just say that knowing nothing about how to design a game. <laughs> totally. Which I, I understand that caveat also, but just in, in personal having, you know, three year, three years in this game, uh, this is the one that's, this is the straw that's breaking my camel's back, you know? So, uh, but your camel will be okay. You know? Oh, totally dude. It's, but it's fucking resilient, tough, hardy survives in the desert. They live in the desert. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fine. What do you air it out there? Did we talk about? Yeah. Let's talk about your thoughts about dusk to dawn. I think unfortunately it my feelings like level out to just you know mid but there's some like really good feelings on one side and then not so good good feelings on the other i think the stuff it did for levia is super cool i like the ideas that they put out um for most almost all the classes i think they all got something interesting um i think the focus again on light and shadow is just like <clears throat> it feels super narrow and the fact that they had to like reprint new heroes two two of those heroes or classes needed new heroes with whole new mechanics i think that really kind of weighed heavily on this set um <clears throat> and you know we didn't get anything that seems like it will really shake up the meta beyond the warmongers. Um, you know, I think, I think Vincent's actually pretty cool. Uh, I played against Evan, shout out to Evan on, uh, Tuesday last week at armory after our monarch draft. And he just, just smashed me so hard. I was so over it <laughs> with how hard he smashed me and just kept pummeling me. And those, Oh my god, those cars where if you do any amount of damage, it blows up your arsenal, including arcane. You're just like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't block all of this arcane and your huge attack, and then you pummel me. And I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm I'm I can't I feel like again I can't play Kano because everything is just so, you know, aggressive and I need time to do stuff, but then all these Kano players come out and they do really well. So I'm just again at the point where I'm just struggling with my own skill set. But Vincent seems pretty fun into it. Would like to throw a deck together. <clears throat> Prism seems difficult, but some cool there's cool ideas there. I just don't think it has enough legs to stand on right now. But I like how the hero functions, the figments are cool, like, you know, awakening things, you know, all this stuff kind of like I don't know the mechanics of it i'm into mm -hmm. uh, i don't <clears throat> i don't really want to spend a lot of time playing a hero that like has 32 health and you know <laughs> plays like 30 non-blocking cards um but uh i will you know I'm, I'm excited to check it out at some point it's just not at the top of my list so <clears throat> and like i said leviah Le redeemed and consumed it's just a super it was like that i that was like they fixed this hero that was like had a just built-in issue 
and they've they've fixed it. They made it so that you can have an end game that is also threatening, um, but also can, you can you still deck yourself. You can still lose this game very easily if you don't manage you know, all the extra resources that Levi has to manage um, well enough and you get to that game and you can't close it out before you deck yourself. So, you know, I thought that was, you know, honestly, I, I think it's inspired. So whoever on the team did that, like, shout out to you. You're a true Levi lover. And <laughs> I think you made something that a lot of people can have fun with um, because most people who play Levi do it because they love it and not because they, you know, they 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 gotta win every week um but you know definitely has has done well but it's still a brute so you gotta roll them dice and hope that probability's on your side which it isn't it's just a thing that is so you just have to hope you're tapping into it at the right time yeah exactly i i think you had a lot of really good points in that colin in like distilling it down to like I think the vibes of Dusk to Dawn are are good, are strong, you know, strong vibes. But when we stack it up, like, I mean, even like Dynasty at this point, I think was like the weakest expandable set. But it got us a new hero with all new mechanics. Arachne, shout out to the Arachne enclave i've just now dubbed it um and just fucking murdering the emperor right away like that set actually i think was pretty good pretty cool you know what i mean and then before that we have like everfest and before that we have uh something crucible is crucible the one expandable set before everfest i'm gonna say yes but could be wrong if you're shouting at me i'm sorry <laughs> uh <clears throat> anyway i think so i think yeah i think it is i think so nice you had to look yeah. back at your giant piles of cards and sealed product yeah hey uh so it's just like dust to dawn is just not in the top pantheon there you know bro so it's i think that the deal is is that <clears throat> it helped out two heroes that were like bottom tier the most. So now they're middling heroes, uh, but still not great. So for all those people who like those heroes, I think it's really cool. It gives them stuff to play with. And it had the, the two other heroes from Monarch, the original light and shadow set LL because they were too powerful. Like mm -hmm. they've been gone for a while now. Yeah. So they had to replace them with things that were not as powerful because <clears throat> they knew people would like literally flip their shit if we had another like chain level or prism level hero. And so they, they played a little bit safe there, which I, I appreciate. I think they left room for it to grow and be interesting. I think illusionist is a, I, I wouldn't want to be tasked <laughs> with trying to like, yeah, you know, balance a new hero. I think they tweaked it you know too much um and or maybe not maybe we just haven't figured out how to do it i'll i'll take that i don't yeah i think this, that's fair it's it's very he's very weak you know 32 health is it's not a lot 
you know, take a couple of hits and you're immediately in like a danger zone for <laughs> some decks like danger Lexi. Zone. So. <sighs> Me? No, um, no time for Kenny Loggins. Um, not right now. But so, yeah, it, it just didn't do anything for most players, I, which yeah. I think expand, expandable sets so far have tried to give every every, you know, class and hero something. So it's not, none of it's ever been like too crazy. There's like usually a couple cards that are standout and those get, you know, bought up and put in lots and lots of decks. Um, and in other cards, like it takes time to realize that they are really good. And eventually your hero gets just enough other support that you're going back to those sets yeah. to find these cards mm-hmm. that actually like really work well with that. Um, I think it's rarely like, the the like really mechanical cards like like aim counter cards never really like mattered still but some of those cards are actually still good arrows right um things like that so it's it's always the hope that they're planted for the future i think this one is like a this is like an acorn seed that they're planting that's gonna grow into a mighty oak but it's gonna (laughs) take a fuck of a long time but you know so like i said i'm still stoked for leviah because it's pretty it was fun to watch when i when we did it on AG stream just to see, you know, see how it all works out. I'm glad. I'm glad that's how you feel. I think that if, when you look at what happened to Azalea and Lexi in the previous set, and that's like, you know, kind of your lens in which you're viewing this set through. And you're like, man, I love Leviah so much. And you, you don't have the exact same treatment in that way. I, I think that sucks a little bit. You know what I mean? But at the same time, is it fair to expect that sort of thing every single time? Uh, I mean, I think, you know? to be honest, though, I think Leviah did get that treatment. I just think she is a hero that is complicated enough and relies on so much random things that it inherently holds her back. Yeah. Um, I I think that's totally fair. But what about our boy Bolton? Uh, You know, charging is, is bad. It's, it's a huge cost uh, every single time you do it. Uh, I think, but I do think the, the, the cards were do the chart, the was it soul charge? Soul flare. Weirdly. Soul Flare, that's one. When you charge with that card, does a thing. Like, I think that's a really interesting space to open up into, but I just don't think he's got enough to, you know, he's not fast enough. And then, you know, he needs, he just needs too many cards to do what he wants to do. So it's difficult. You know, it's just, it's just hampered by its own design, unfortunately. And same thing with Leviathan. That's why both those classes, like, you know, I mean, I got the living legends. We can see what they got. Uh, Bolton has 168 points and Leviathan has 20. So that'll, that, that tells you a lot right, right. there. Uh, so I think it, it just, didn't work out. I think for Azalea and Lexi, the the threat density just like went through the roof and they were all of a sudden able to do so much um with their new cards 
I think they were riding just a bit higher in like the tier list and the power level that, you know, the addition of the new cards just allowed them to be that much better. And then, you know, we saw Azalea just immediately disappear too. Like she's not putting up numbers. She's at 36 living legend points. So like, you know, there was a second there where like everyone's like, oh, Azalea is so strong. It's so hard to do. But it's like, once you learn how to play against it, you're kind of like, okay, well, I just, yeah, I just block when I can. And then when I can't, I take damage and try to hit them as hard as I can. And, you know, they don't block very well either. So that's, that's also a thing. So yeah, I don't know. It's, I think time will tell on this one, but it's definitely not like, it's not the meta shakeup I think we're hoping for because we're just back into like last year's meta right now without old him. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think those are all good points. That's basically all I want to say about that. All right, we're done. (laughs) Should we move on to brighter things? Absolutely. Let's get into that. Let's get potentially positive. (laughs) Bright lights, big city, good idea, hopes and dreams. This is what our notes say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we have a new set. We talked about this earlier. Uh, This was announced. I was surprised that there was a new set coming out so soon. Um, I guess it's not something I pay as much attention to uh, these days because... Like I said, when Taylor was blowing his nose, I still haven't put away my Outsiders (laughs) or Dustal Dawn cards. So uh, a new set may ruin me uh, physically, if not anything else. Um, Shout out to me earlier blowing my nose and then editing that out of the podcast. (laughs) Or did you? Or did I? We'll find out later. So all mechanologists all the time. lots of really cool things let's like just run down the the features yeah, please do of this set um number one uh at least on my list there's an expansion slot which i think is a really fun idea this is one in 15 packs uh it replaces a token there will be a card that doesn't make sense in this set and it is there for support for other classes, uh, narrative slash lore reasons to move the story forward of the world of Wraith, and then reprints like Tunic and other things like that that are hard to get and they should print more of because those things are barriers of entry. <clears throat> so that's just really cool. I think that's a wonderful idea. I've been a complainer, you know, or I've I try not to complain so much, but I've made my feelings known you know famously i've said that i think the two token pack is a bummer and i wish we were back to one token so that you know we got more actual cards in our sets uh so this to me is a great idea uh one in 15 isn't a lot but i still think it's pretty interesting um and will allow them to you know in the future just release new stuff so that's cool. Uh, I didn't mean to go into how I feel felt about this stuff yet, but I guess that's how we're doing it. So Taylor, thoughts on the expansion? Yeah, slot. totally. This is kind of what I thought the carnival slot in Everfest was going to be, you know, kind of just oh, like yeah. a spin the, spin the wheel on the slot machine and see what comes out. So I think this is a great uh, addition to the makeup of PAX. Um, and that sort of thing. So 
uh, yeah, I hope they, they continue to do that moving forward. I think that's a really positive, great idea to utilize. Shout out to whoever made that choice. Yeah, I, I think it's just fun and, and it'll be cool. Uh, so next, uh, the next thing I'm most excited about is the uh, intro sealed format yeah. three pack crack shuffle and play. This, I think, is beautiful. They Flesh and Blood has a new player problem where it is very hard for new players to figure out how to get into the game, where to start, what they should buy, and et cetera, et cetera. I've always thought that, you know, sealed was probably the best way to go. <clears throat> and this just makes that that much more accessible because they're all mechanologist cards. They just open up three packs, they slam them all together, and they go. It's basically, you know, there's other card games that have done similar things where you just, like, grab a couple packs, you do it, and that's all you got. And it's really, <clears throat> I think it's really smart. I'm excited to try it out, I think, and even allows you to play more games uh, out of one box yeah. since you're using fewer packs. So I'm, I'm really excited about this. I don't know. You you can't do this in a set that isn't all the same class. So I'm curious: will we get single class sets for other classes in the future? Like, will we get an all brute class set? That will be that'd be fun. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's go to the Savage Lands. Um, but yeah, crack shuffle and play. A really really smart idea. I think. I agree. I mean, one of my uh, favorite formats in TCGs from one of my favorite TCGs, Transformers had um turbo turbo sealed which was just two two pack sealed games and it was so fun like me and thomas just like i think could play that for infinity he also really loved that and it's just so great you just open two packs and you just like play a best of three game with your freaking transformers that are transforming and shooting laser ble- beams and using energon cubes and saying, let's roll out and uh, star scream. Ah, bullshit. You know, and that's happening and it was <laughs> awesome. So if this is anything like that, but then also added in the flesh and blood stuff, then it's going to be a great hit. Like I absolutely love. Uh, so shout out to Patrick and Levi. We sometimes get go to a local watering hole and uh play some games of fab and stuff and that's like what that's so cool it is cool it's so fun it's so fun but now we could do that with just like hey let's go to the store or hey who's got a box like let's just grab three packs play and that's way better than playing a whole cc game like you get kind of drunk mm-hmm. if there's you know you're just like waiting around to play your game yeah. you get kind of drunk anyway yeah. but at least you're playing a game but if you're the third guy sitting out you know you're kind of drunk and yep. then you got to like hop into the cockpit, but this way yeah. in this don't have to deck build, just grab yeah. them, throw them together. Don't even care. Don't even look at them. Just pull them off the top and find out what's going Absolutely. Happen. Riffle shuffle it. And then the fables in there and it doesn't matter, you know, doesn't fuck matter, it. Dude. Beer on the table, no sleeves. Dude, Let's just go to like town. It. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I hope it's a fun format. I hope it doesn't feel weird or bad i think uh a lot to learn about what this new set is and we'll get into more of that later but um yeah i think that's 
that fixes a problem that I've seen in this game. And I'm excited that they are coming up with clever ways of doing that. So I hope to see more of this. Um, we need, we need a casual scene mm-hmm. where people can just hang out and sorely that is, you know, yeah, it's, it's holding us back y'all. Let's do it. We can be the change. So let's fucking, let's be cool and casual about cracking three packs and playing them. Uh, next up. Yeah. You're like related long distance, low commitment, casual girlfriend. <laughs> Shit. I mean, Shout out to Barbie. That's shout out that's to where Ken. I start, that's where I started with my wife, I guess, technically. But, uh, <laughs> look at you now, you know, look at us now. How many years later? A lot of years later. 40. 15 years oh, later. Nice. Um, anyways, sealed, regular sealed for all competitive purposes is four packs because everything's the same class. So you don't need those two packs. And they love saying the most bang for your buck set sealed for flesh and blood. Or I'm just like, bro, I wouldn't mind having two more packs when I play yeah, sealed. Totally. Like I like opening cards. But I also appreciate that, like, you know, another barrier of entry for newer players of, like, you don't need that many packs. You can buy, you know, 20, you know, $15 worth of, I don't know how much packs. 20 bucks. Four packs, 20 bucks. Um, Yeah, 20 bucks rather than, you know. 30 bucks. 28, 30 bucks. So that's $10 that you could donate to our Patreon. Hell yeah. Actually, only four out of that $10 and then those other $6. save. Gets you like a monster. You can save some of that. And some candy. Yeah, or a boba across the yeah. street. Or you can buy another pack just for you for fun, yeah. you know, just to open up. Basically, buy a pack for us, buy Sorry. a pack for you. <laughs> That's true. We should call the $4 tier, buy a pack. <laughs> uh, donate a pack of cards to Attack Action Pod. Anyways, four-pack sealed. <laughs> I don't think there's much else to say about it. It's basically the same thing, except you deck build with it and... Everyone, you know, if you don't know how to play sealed, we have episodes on it, I'm sure. But it's a it's a weird time to be listening to this podcast <laughs> if you've gotten this far and you don't know what sealed is. But yeah, just interesting. I think it's more of a uh, consequence of being all a single class um, set that you just don't need the two extra packs, and maybe it's like busted with six we should try some six pack seal to see yeah just like, be dirty just be like yeah we're nasty boys we're doing six packs and bright lights they also did say there is a maximum uh number of cards for sealed decks now too so uh before you could always just throw as many card any as many playable cards as you uh, had in your pool um but now we have a maximum which again i think is because there's just all the cards can get yeah. into your deck. Yeah. So um the the piles would be would be a real thing in this set without that. Fifty fifty cards. <laughs> uh, just, you, you know, crack, shuffle, and play. Six packs. <laughs> Let's go. Uh uh Colin, what I know you've been pontificating for a while now, but I'm gonna ask you another Ooh, question. I can do it all night or at least until i get sleep and that's why you've been married for 15 years because you can do it all night hell yeah Ooh, hey uh <laughs> i've been married for four years oh, whatever five years 
Well, that's why you've Almost. been off the market for 15 years. Hey! Okay. Uh, All right, let's go. Just what assuming you, you have a monogamous relationship. Anyway, uh, we don't need to get into that. Or It's a thruple if you include our dog, I guess. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? What are your feelings about mechanologist? How has that class inspired you or not inspired you? It's interesting because on the surface of it, I love the fiddly nature. Mm -hmm. Like put a steam counter on this. You do this. You got all these dice on cards. Like this is fun. This feels like board game territory where I'm doing all this like fun little mini game of like, you know, building up things and having equipment and et cetera. And, and then in reality, I just like, I've never played it. I don't think I've ever played mechanologist. And I honestly don't know why. I think it's kind of just, I I think honestly, I'm sorry, Matt Rogers. It's Matt Rogers' fault <laughs> because when I got into this game, Dash was such like the pistols Dash was like and the hotness that everybody was doing. And I was just like, no, I'm alternative because I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> um and I desperately wanted to feel something. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I think that honestly kind of pushed me away from it. And I've just never really been super interested in trying it out, you know, while it's there. So I, I am excited that no matter what I do in sealed or in draft or for bright lights, I will play mechanologist <laughs> and see how we'll see what it's like. Um, I'm excited for new mechanologist heroes. We've got Teclovasen. Uh, who's basically Nikolai Tesla. Um, hopefully he's more Nikolai Tesla and less Edison and Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> but we'll see how the, the lore shakes out. Um, if you don't know much about those guys, they suck. <laughs> Never meet your heroes. Exactly. Never let your heroes buy a social. No, he wasn't my hero. I'm just was trying to make a joke, but I don't want to follow it through because he doesn't deserve it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited to, I'm actually excited to play it. I, I have a lot of mech cards just cause I collect them and T-Bone, which was our one and only spoiler is near and dear to my heart because it is a staple mechanologist okay. card. So good. Like, why would you not play nine of this card? Uh, just here block with your equipment if i get three in one hand you're totally effed totally effed so um that one is it'll be interesting i'm 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 excited to try it is where i'm at i don't know if it'll like really do anything for me but there's enough i don't know they teased enough that i'm just like ooh, <laughs> like we we've moved from steampunk to like cyberpunk. It's like, I'm like, okay, this is more my vibe. Like I want, you know, cool future city, not like, you know, future city of like the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the vibe is hitting just with like the mechs and the Evo uh, equipment, like having equipment, in your deck that you can, you know, upgrade and do stuff with, like, I think is really interesting. Um, <clears throat> I have a feeling that it'll be kind of like, well, 
I have three equipment cards in my hand, so I guess I will block and then equip a helmet and pass my turn. So, um, but we'll see. Well, there's lots, like I said, lots to discover. So excited to see that. I'm also, I think the base equipment tokens is really cool that you start off with all your like base equipment and then you, with your deck, you can like equip new things that do powerful busted shit, which I'm, which I'm excited to see more about. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you haven't read the IGN article, um, about bright lights, I, I recommend you go do that and then uh, continue to listen because that helps, uh, put things in, in perspective, uh, for this discussion. I am, have never been interested in mechanologist, even mm-hmm. remotely the fiddly bits super boring the top hats with steam boring to me but then you tell me i can play as a dapper mustache man that transforms into a giant tank i'm in you know like yeah. as a uh genius mustached man who um, has the arms that could be considered cannons already, I, and thighs, mainly my thighs, I feel like I'm going to be a Teclovasan main for for those reasons. Um, and if we can do something more interesting than boosting and having attacks and giving your pistol go again and giving your pistol mm-hmm. plus one and then putting steam counters on bullshit, uh, then... I could be I could be tempted into being really excited about Mechanologist. I will for sure be giving it its uh chance for sure. Yeah. The Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that they're just like you can be Iron Man now. Yeah, and have a mustache. First is this yeah. the first mustache in Flesh and Blood? Maybe on a playable hero. No, well, genius. What you need has a beard too, but he's got an excellent. Well, that doesn't count. On top of it, but his goes real far. Yeah, out. good it's for like him. Not just attached. That's to just called beard. upper beard. Then, if you have a lower beard to connect them both. <laughs> what if it's all? Never mind. Five o'clock shadow. Uh, no. Well, yeah, I what i do anyways you've derailed us it was me who derailed us because i was like you could be tony stark i love i love marvel uh but yeah i mean obviously they they went with that they're like let's just make iron man because you're just equipping cool iron man suits to your body yeah while you play these are these are the other things i have about this is I agree with you. It is coming up rather soon, even though October feels oh, like yeah. forever away, but it is also right around the corner. Uh, I think that this is a rather, uh, it's kind of a gamble. It's very ballsy to do a whole draftable set with one class, you know? True. Uh, and is very, very narrow. And if for some reason 
your hero is one that hasn't been served in the last couple of sets, you still got to wait even longer, you know, which is challenging. So it's, it feels like a, uh, it feels like a big deal for flesh and blood, a turning point in, in the game and how the game's designed and that sort of thing. But if they continue to do uh, these more narrow sets closer together, like if that's going to be the model, like we get four sets and they're narrow and a little bit closer together in the year because there's four of them, then I think I could get used to that rhythm of release and maybe save some bucks by not having to fully invest in like a new set and new singles and that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So like, uh, you know, dust to dawn, like you don't even really need to buy any of those cards if you're not really one of those heroes. Same thing with bright lights. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, I think that's kind of a positive in terms of like a player, Mm. but in terms of like a business, you want everybody to be buying your stuff right so mm-hmm. it, that's what i mean by it being kind of ballsy yeah i mean i think it's a it's definitely a strong choice um there's it's funny too because there's been some ever since the announcement of monarch and the reveal of talents um as a mechanic and sub genre of class uh, in the game, people have been wondering what mechanologist is because there was always a, <clears throat> I don't know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around the border art being, uh, you know, I don't know. I actually forgot what the details of that were, but there, people have talked about like, oh, maybe mechanologist is both a talent and and a class and I don't know. It doesn't seem like we're going to get any uh, further, you know, information on that. And it might just be that like mechanologists are mechanologists. And now we have a, we have a new dash dash IO. I think that's kind of fun. I'm curious if she's going to be a uh, adult hero as well. Is this the Starvo treatment we've been waiting for on another hero for so very long? Or is it just a young hero that you you play in in sealed and Tecla Yeah, is this one? or will be, there'll be more heroes than two? Right. So is this a uh, a Arachne treatment or a Starvo treatment? Exactly. Yeah, that's the uh, real question. And if you didn't know, Dash has a rat tail, and it's in full effect in that key art for Dash IO. So she's had it the whole time. You know what I mean? It's. It's pretty great. Um, if you don't like it, don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear it. It, it, uh, it. I think there will be some interesting lore in this set. I, you know, I'm excited, but my excitement has waned since I saw the spoilers. If that makes sense, mm. you know, kind of understanding what potentially this means, and like. I don't know what that means for me, I guess. So I also, you know, it's, it's interesting to have 
cyberpunk or steampunk in our fantasy world. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is something kind of, I think, uh, I can't remember if it was on the Fresh and Buds podcast or um, we, we, we talked about it off camera or whatever, but it's just like, you know, I kind of side with Tommy on the, well, if we're going to have gigantic mech robots in the game, in the world, why doesn't everybody have gigantic mech robots? It's fine if they don't, mm-hmm. but as long as mm-hmm. we cover why this technology is not um, pervasive, is that the right word, throughout the land? Mm-hmm. The right word? If it's not, I'm sorry. Uh, in I, all I need is a reason. I also still need a reason, by the way, of why everybody's fighting everybody. Why does Katsu need to fight Reinar or Bravo? You know, I just want to know. I mean, that's fair. Um, I do. It's, uh, it is very convenient that in the midst of this like wild and kind of medieval feeling world, there is just like, this place that has robots and, you know, electricity and <laughs> all this other stuff. Uh, but at the same time, it's there's magic and dragons. So, like, why not, you know, not everyone has dragons, you know, because they can't. They don't, those aren't even real. They don't got, those aren't even real dragons. They don't got the cash, you know? Like, They're fake dragons. You know, it's, it's a capitalist society. And if you don't <laughs> got the cash, the metrics cash, then you can't afford... You can't afford to play, you know? That's just, like, how about this? Okay. We have big mechs and robots in our real world, so why doesn't everybody have them? It's mostly because of money. So I'm going to say it's a money thing, (laughs) and that, that explains it, you know? Katsu is a vagabond, especially in the French version, he just be walking around. He doesn't live anywhere. He wears the same outfit every day. He can't afford a mech. <laughs> that doesn't mean we can't get like a, a metrics based ninja though, who might have little like ninja robots. Oh, that'd be cool. But it, it feels like they've got it locked down. You know, it's all patented inside metrics and you're not allowed to take it out of the city, you know? Because yeah. maybe it's powered by like Tesla coils that are in the city, and if you try to take it outside the city, you're done. Those are uh, Tesla coils fight with Dash. in this world. Yeah, Tesla coils. Yeah, yeah, not Tesla coils. Teclo, which is Dash's uh, daddy, by the way, Teclo Vossen. It's her dad. Yeah, it says it in her lore. The daughter of the head of Teclo Industries. So in bright lights, it's just a dad fighting his daughter. <laughs> I know. I mean, I get that. I, she gives the vibes of like, I want to free. I want to Oh, she's like the open source rebellion <laughs> versus the, you know, cyber corpo yeah. uh, iron fist money making Teclovasen, which now if, all of a sudden Teclovasen sounds like lame. A, I know if that's his yeah. his deal, I'm like instantly jumping off of that bandwagon. 
he's he I think he's the villain is what we just realized. Fuck. Okay. Which I, you know, he had a mustache. It goes either way, man. It cuts both ways. Mustache can be bad guy or handsome guy, and sometimes both. Yeah. That's what makes me a great coach. Yeah. It's because I'm both. They, they never know what they're going to exactly. get. Colin, should we move into some signature segments? I feel like uh, our late night burger field ranting is uh, coming to a close here, and we need to spice it up. I had boba for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. Starts with a B. Colin, I have a new segment here for the podcast. and Just for me? Just for you. It is an homage to our best friend, Isaac. And it is in the form of my favorite format, a quiz. So this is called, nice. How Well Do You Know Isaac? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> This is right. a true or false quiz. So your only answers okay. can be true or false. Do you understand the rules? Can I ask clarifying questions? Uh, if I don't understand the question. Sure. Yes. Great. Okay. All right. Are you ready to begin? I'd like to apologize to Isaac <laughs> for whatever happens next. <laughs> Yes, I'm ready. Uh, that's already incorrect. Your only answers can be true or false. So here we go. Here's your first question. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. True. <laughs> true or false. Isaac's birthday is in June. True. False. It's in May. Oh, I knew he was a Gemini, but I forgot it was in May. <laughs> Isaac's dog's name is Rainier. False. Correct. Shasta. That is correct. Shasta is Isaac's dog's name. She's a good, good girl. She is a good girl. Uh, next question. Did Isaac spend a year abroad in high school? Yes. True. Excellent. That is also correct. That country was Belgium. False. Correct. It was France. Well done. I knew well it. Well done. I was way ahead of the curve. <sighs> You're doing great. I don't know what the score is, but you're doing pretty good. You only got one wrong so Let's far. Go, Isaac. Okay, next nice. question. Isaac's middle name is Titus. Yeah, but what's his social security <laughs> number? Oh, don't worry. That's on here. <laughs> that was actually a bit Titus. I thought I was going to do. was like do his middle name and then bleep out <laughs> Isaac's social security and then just bleep it, you know? <clears throat> anyway. Uh, middle name, Titus, true or false? The the gears I can see turning in Colin's head right now are so good. Isaac Titus Justin, get inside right now. True. False. That's his sister's Damn middle it. name. Ooh. His younger sister's was, middle name. Uh, his middle name. Good lie. What? Go ahead. I said that's why it's a good lie. It was close to the Correct. truth. Here's the next one. His middle name is Donald. Oh. Like the duck. Or the, the in, in, indicted <laughs> president. <laughs> like the duck. I said like, like the, duck. the duck. Next question. True or false, Colin? <laughs> 
True. Wait, what was the question? Is his middle name Donald? Oh, wait. <laughs> I thought you, you just said it was true. Nope. False. That's my middle name. You just told me that his middle name was Donald. No, I said question mark. True, false. Uh, his middle name is Donald. I feel like I got. You got excited with I ducks. Got, no. No, I think I got bamboozled. I'm going to call a judge. Judge! Next question. True or false? His middle name is Conrad. All right. It is Conrad. True. That's correct. His middle name, Isaac Jesson. Isaac Conrad Jesson. Conrad. Uh, Next question. Isaac is a flat earther. Please, God, be false. Uh, I believe it's false, but we've never actually <laughs> talked about it. Uh, that means it's false because those people never stop talking about it. <laughs> uh, next question. Isaac built his own house. True. That is correct, Isaac. It's a homestead. Isaac did build his own house. Next question. Which I used to think was just a fancy word for his house, but it's like actually like a thing that... Anyways, go on. Well, yeah. I mean, he doesn't like do any animal husbandry or anything like that you know so has a yeah but he takes care of the land yeah is a steward of the land yes that's right. that's very true and his younger sister does do uh some animal keeping next question uh his house is two stories true that is also correct i thought you would get that one wrong yes isaac has no. a two-storied homemade house final question see the the stairs behind him Oh, yeah. Dang it. Well done. Good detective. Uh, final question. True or false? There is a fabled folk tale about a hawk during Isaac's birth. <laughs> what is the folk tale? Uh, I can't tell you that. Just there it is or isn't one. <laughs> false Ooh, it's true it's something about a red tail hawk which is an inspiration for a tattoo isaac may or may never get in his life thank you for playing colin well done how well do you know isaac jesson you know him pretty well i would say pretty well yeah. that was pretty good i tried I did, to make I it like right. not a embarrassing and b not such deep cuts that only i would know <laughs> You know, like on you, you threw me for a loop with three questions about his middle name. I think that that tilted me a little bit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I thought it was gonna come off but, a lot funnier, but you got confused in the middle, which is well. I thought indicative. I thought of, you asked you. me a question, and then you're like, his middle name is Donald. Well, I was gonna, but, I was kind of going lightning, <laughs> lightning speed there. Okay, thank you for playing. Well, my lightning rounds involve meandering thoughts in between them. <laughs> We'll put that in, in your quiz when it's the how well do we know Colin. Shout out to the, uh, oh, what podcast is that? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. Fair enough. It's probably a great podcast, whatever it is. Uh, last. It's about board game design. <laughs> I forgot what it's called all of a sudden. Uh, is it uh next, think like a game up. designer with uh mm -hmm. justin gary no it's oh my God. 
I'm embarrassed. I've listened to so many episodes of this podcast. Well, you figure that out while we... Ludology is what it's called. Oh, cool. They do a lightning round, and it involves meandering answers. Oh. So. See, this is why I said your only answers could be true or false, but that's okay. I wasn't stringent enough with my my band hammer on you. It was the commentary around the... The exactly. <clears throat> Here at the Attack Action Podcast, we love mini games, not just flesh and blood. So we're going to share one of those with you. And this might not be our favorite game or a game in the terms of the metaphysical sense, but it is a game that we are sharing with you this time. And it's Colin's game from the closet. Let's go. Welcome to Colin's game from somebody else's closet, because I don't own this game, but I played it a bunch recently. I'm going to talk about Clank, exclamation point, colon, catacombs. Clank is a series of games. Uh, You may or may may not have heard of it before. Uh, I think most of them kind of take the same shape where you are kind of delving into a dungeon trying to extract riches and gold and you you know it's a bit of deck building and uh then there's some i think there's usually a dragon i'm not sure if there's a dragon in everyone but i think there is um and then uh in the process of doing this you make noise clank and then that clank goes in a bag and then if the dragon attacks you because you made too much noise you lose health and if you die before you escape the dungeon you don't get any points um i think that's how regular clank works but catacombs is uh includes a modular tile map Hmm. where you kind of have like a, a starting off point that i think is generally the same and then or it's got you know fewer fewer pieces to it uh, and then there's the catacombs, which are like the depths of the dungeon. Um, and you, you know, build the board, you build the map and board as you explore it. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It, um, every card, there's like a marketplace of cards. You basically just like put out all your cards, you generate resources, you buy new cards, you have some cards that generate attack so you can attack things. Um, sometimes you need to attack things to move. You need to generate your movement too. So sometimes if you have, if you built your deck deck poorly, you're just stuck places because you can't, you didn't draw any cards that move. Um, so it's like a really interesting, like, you know, building deck building game, but also like there's things that let you get rid of cards too. So it's like, you're trying to hone your deck a little bit and hopefully get a thing you know, where you can draw more cards. It feels like drawing cards in the game is good. I feel like it's always good in mm-hmm. games, but, um, you know, so you can just do more things and you can do, there's fun little combos that you can get from different interactions between, you know, there's like a bard and then there's like a flute. And, you know, if you have a bard and the flute, you generate a bunch of clank, but if you generate enough clank, you get like really good bonuses. Like you get health back or something like that. So, um, <clears throat> It's a pretty light game, but it's really fun. Um, if you uh, if you die in the catacombs, zero points. You're done. 
But if you die before exiting in when you're in like the the safe area, you just don't get any bonus points for escaping. So there's there's always this mad dash at the end of the game where everyone's trying to just get the hell out of the dungeon with whatever they have, because if you die down there, you just lose. So it's better sometimes to survive and hope somebody else gets stuck, which does happen. So, uh, yeah, that's Clank. Uh, catacombs i also know they have a acquisitions incorporated legacy version of clank which i've heard is very good but i have not played um so if you're familiar with uh ai uh you should check that game out because it's very much that kind of sense of humor um if you haven't acquisitions incorporated is a great DD podcast um or you know it's not really a podcast it's like a intermittent game played by some famous semi-famous and uh interesting folks from around uh the internet including people like patrick rothfuss and um uh is sometimes is usually dm'd by like big wigs at dungeons and dragons like the company Mm -hmm. uh so pretty fun uh that's a that's an aside but yeah clank catacombs is my game from the closet shout out to my boy elliot who is my close uh friend down here that is loves board games as much as me and always always turning me on to good games so this is uh one of his that he really likes that i've enjoyed so nice check it out yeah the uh clank or ratchet and clank is is not a franchise that i actually have partaken in um and it's not often a board it's definitely not ratcheting yeah yeah sorry that's what i mean clank uh (laughs) that's like a different video game situation uh is not a franchise that i have seen played or played or anything like that so it's it's rare that a board game from the closet just whizzes past me and i uh have to pay attention the whole time to what you're saying so i can get the context uh famously on acquisitions incorporated will wheaton also is on there oh yeah and uh will wheaton which is just he's a gym and gets to start his own lore of being very bad at rolling dice which is pretty funny <laughs> there's a moment yeah. yeah this is a deep lore cut and off topic but i'm going to tell it because i find it humorous on the famous Critical Role YouTube show slash podcast. Will Wheaton happens to be in studio at some point, and Sam Regal does a role, and uh, it fails, and he then blames Will Wheaton's presence because he's in eyeline with him and tells him to get the fuck out of his eyeline so he can not roll shitty. And I thought that was hilarious. So that's just one of those deep internet nerd lore things that you will find humorous if I've reminded you and perhaps annoying if you're still listening. <laughs> Love it. That's the kind of quality, non-committal <laughs> commentary <laughs> people stick to the end of the podcast for. Hell yeah. No, Acquisitions Incorporated, really great. The C Team is a spinoff that is that was a podcast yeah. for a long time that was my introduction to it. Very fun. Uh there's a lot of talk of D&D now because of Baldur's Gate 3. So, you know, 
if you want to hear how people play D and D, that's a that's a good one to start with because it's actually a group of people who learn how to play, and that's always fun to hear yeah. their growth um, in how to play the game and as also role play in really fun ways. So, yeah. Anyways, seems cool. I would uh, love to play that sometime with you, Clank. Well, we'll have to go to Elliot's house. So Elliot sounds cool. Come on down. Elliot is cool. He doesn't listen, but. I always shout him out. That's okay. Do you ever ask him how E.T. is doing? (laughs) Do I ask how he's doing? E.T. How's E.T. doing? His best friend. (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) I know. Low-hanging fruit here at the millionth hour. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you, Colin. Thank you for being on. Uh, You know, you're the best, and I love you, and thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Um, I'm I'm graced to be allowed to talk into this microphone <laughs> at a moving picture of your face for multiple hours at a time. Um, wow. Oh, I, I'd like to shout out our last, uh, as we, before we go, our, our last uh, reaction step where we did another art draft oh, yeah. of the... Uh, uh, art from Dust Till Dawn, and some people have thoughts on who did better, and it might be Taylor, but it's up to you a strong to draft. decide if yeah. you haven't watched yet. He did have a strong draft. The art is pretty good, goes pretty hard in some places. So, uh, if you haven't watched that yet, go there and check it out. Um, and I think that's it. We'll see you in the next one. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at the Attack Action Podcast. On Twitter, we are at BattleBroTaylor and at BattleBroIsaac. Shoot us an email, theattackactionpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support us, like and subscribe, shop for singles using our affiliate link, or support our Patreon for as little as $4 per month. We are going to take a small break right here so I can go blow my nose because there's something in the air now in my house. Now it's just you and me, listener. <laughs> it's your boy, Chonikman. I've got some thoughts that I'd like to share with you now. Number one, real excited for this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It looks funny and cool. Good animation style into it. Number two. I don't know what number two is yet, so we'll come back to that. Number three is I haven't put any of my cards away from Outsiders or Dust to Dawn. Is it Dusk to Dawn or Dusk Till Dawn? I actually don't know. Let me look at a box. It's Till Dawn. Excuse me. Hello. I need to put those cards away. Don't tell Taylor I told you this. (laughs) I can't wait to listen to that back. Okay. We're back. We're back.